Hunter at Sunrise, acoustic, eclectic music for your Sunday morning. Heard every Sunday here on 89.5 WHRV HD3 Alt Radio, Norfolk, Virginia, and streaming on the web at hunteratsunrise.com and whrv.org. We're out on the road today. We are once again at the Harris Creek Acoustic House Concert where we're getting ready to do an interview here with Mr. John Smith, who uh, actually is um, a singer, songwriter, musician, from Ireland, or actually, that's where you reside now, is that correct? No, no, I, I, I go to Ireland a lot. Oh, you go to Ireland I, I lead trips to Ireland, and uh, I'm mostly Irish descent, but uh, I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, okay. And, uh, and go to Ireland a, a ton. Yeah. Yes, well, Five Ireland is written all over you. Yeah, well, it feels like it. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, sticking. <laughs> what would you like to play for us first? Uh, well, since it's fall here, uh, I was thinking maybe I would do a song that... Uh, I wrote this time of year back home in Wisconsin there. Great. Here is John Smith here on Hunter at Sunrise. It's called Come Some Autumn Day. It's going to be a whole lot different around this place this fall. The youngest of our kids is packed and moving on, he's packed and moving on. Yeah, we knew this day was coming, we've known it for some time, but that don't ease the emptiness as we watch him wave goodbye, as he turns and waves goodbye. Turning the page to a new dancer. Turning the wheel to a brand new day We can drag our feet, scream and holler Still they fly away Come some autumn day Last week I drove the cornfields down near my old hometown To a little nursing home where my mother's living now That's where she's living now Yeah, and it breaks my heart to see her slipping through my hands I feel about as helpless as a little boy again Her little boy again Turning the wheel to a brand new day We can drag our feet, scream and holler Still they fly away Come some autumn day Already for bed, leaves at her feet like a fallen dress, just like a fallen dress. Turning the page to a new chapter, turning the wheel 
to a brand new day We can drag our feet Scream and holler Still we all fly away Come some autumn day mm. Ooh. Hey. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was that was really good. We may be a small crowd, but it's a mighty one. <laughs> <laughs> We're here with John Smith here on Hunter at Sunrise, and as you can tell, we are not in our regular studio here today. We're at Harris Creek Acoustic, and we have actually a rather raucous crowd here <laughs> watching our interview as we do it, and it's great to have them, and it's great to have you, John Smith. Yeah, good to be back. Good it's be actually back. yeah, it's your second time here on the show, and uh, it's good to have you and. Uh, since you were last on the show, you it seems like you've uh, produced another album. You have six in total, and mm-hmm. uh, now yeah. you have a new one called Gravity of Grace. Gravity of Grace, yeah, that I did in uh, I did down in Texas this time with uh, Tom Prasadaral. Maybe Tom's yes. played here before, has he? Yeah, actually, he's yeah. Been Tom on our is show. also a great producer, besides a great writer and singer. He he makes great records. Well, uh, he's actually been on our show a couple of times as well, thanks yeah. to Miss Kelly Murphy over here who yeah. does this house concert. Yeah, yeah. And there were a bunch of other people on here too: Tim O'Brien, Ray Bonneville, Jonathan mm-hmm. Bird, Jimmy LaFave, Daryl Scott. How'd you get all those guys to come? Just all friends, call them up and call them a favor. So they said, "Sure, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come on down." Yeah, I didn't think I was going to work with Jimmy. I know I've known Jimmy for years, but I uh, was recording in uh, in Dallas at Tom's place. And Radislav Florkovich, who's a great piano player and uh, accordion player and stuff, uh, was going to come up there to play. And w- I was going to have Michael Lilly, who is also oh, yeah. a Virginia, Maryland boy. And he uh, uh, was going to play on it, too. And I was talking to Radislav while he was in the car with Jimmy saying, uh, you know, making the arrangements. And Jimmy was over-listening the conversation and said, give me that phone. And he said, John Smith, you just come right down to Austin here for the day and use the real Steinway and a real B3 organ and the real thing all in my studio. And, you know, So that's what we did. So Tom and I just grabbed the computer, which has all the tracks on it, and uh, and just jumped in the car and went down to Austin for the day. And, that, and Ray Bonneville lives down there. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had Ray and stuff like that. I'm so. a big Ray Bonneville fan. I oh, God. Say. I mean, he, nobody plays that cool, throaty kind of blues harp like he does. In no, he, he He's doesn't. on a couple tracks. Yeah. It's, really, it's really cool. Um, also, I guess something that's very prominent on your website, at least, are these tours to Ireland you do. Yeah. They, they've really become uh, – they've really become – I don't know, something that just kind of was a runaway uh, grassroots thing. Just a bunch of fans were bugging me. I, I went there like three years in a row <clears throat> and just did gigs all over in uh, in Ireland. And uh, and then fans were like saying, we want to come with you and tag along on one trip. So, so I thought, oh, I'll try anything once. And uh, God, and I put out an email to my group. I bought 12 people the first tour. And uh, I said, is anybody interested? Does this sound like something somebody might want to do? And and I kind of gave a rough idea of what we might do because I have an Irish partner, and we talked it out. And, and uh, come within a week, I had 100 people saying, we're ready. Where do we put the money? And I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe we're on to something. So I did that, yeah. and this, is a, this will be my eighth year coming up. And, wow. Uh, now I do five of them a year, and they're 20 people. And, uh, 
and a lot more music and just it's just gets well, better you, every year when you yeah. go on these tours uh what do you expect i mean if i were to go on a tour where would we go uh well there's a bunch of folks sitting here in the audience right now that are all going to come as a group that that uh, kind of friends of kelly's through the house concert thing here you can all cheer give yourselves a hand yeah. So they're, they're they're in a good Irish mood already. And, uh, uh, well, I'll tell you, they were born to cheer. <laughs> so uh, anyway, what we do is we'll go down. Uh, I'll, everybody will fly into Shannon, and then I'll pick them up there with uh, Patty Downs, our bus driver. And uh, Patty's got a nice bus with musical notes on this side. It's fun. And then we go down to uh, uh, County Cork and stay in Skibbereen oh, wow. down there. Beautiful uh, town. And then we'll... Uh, while we're there, we'll stay there three days and nights so you don't have to pack your suitcase every day. And uh-huh. then we'll do day trips, and we'll go to, like, Mizzenhead, the southernmost point, a lighthouse in, in Ireland. And uh, we'll go um, to little villages like Kinsale and Clonakilty and Crookhaven and stuff like that. And, wow. Uh, and, 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 you know, go to some beautiful beaches and uh, some nice walks up in the hills. And every night we'll come back and freshen up and have music. Some nights, uh, we, we, when, when it works, we get like John Spallan, who's played here before. John will do a private little concert for us. And, and most nights we'll go into a pub, and it's sort of prearranged. They, they know we're coming. And especially when you have 20-some people, you kind of have a little... What's the word? Well, you're a party on wheels to start with. That's but, right. But uh, they better know you're coming. But yeah, but, they, <laughs> but but we have a little bit of a say in what goes on in the place, and they know us, and they love our our, our groups, and there's always singers in most of our groups and players, and there will be on this one too, and so a typical night would be they'll they'll do some jigs and reels that the, the, the players it'll be a session you know it's wow. not really a stage they're playing in the corner somewhere and then as the night goes on they say hey john smith from america come on up here and <laughs> sing some and then i say well geez kelly murphy she sings come on up here kelly and she's singing and it just becomes a a party and we do that for three days in one county and then we move this group will move up to uh county Kerry to bally Ferreter, which is on the dingle peninsula and we'll be there for three days and nights and uh have the best of the music that they have there in town like dingle and uh, is especially rich with music because it's a beautiful, beautiful town. And and because uh, so many people go through there, it attracts the best music in Ireland just because, you know, they can work every night of the week, sometimes a couple gigs a day. And uh, so you get the best of people there, and the scenery is just drop-dead gorgeous. And, and we always get some locals to take us on hikes and give us talks about you know, the local culture and history and stuff like that. Well, that sounds like such a great time. I guess I'm going to have to sign up for this, I must say. Yeah. We're talking with John Smith here on Hunter at Sunrise. What else would you like to play for us here? Uh, well, since we're talking about Ireland, uh, just while I tune up and talk, uh, uh, I'll do this song here. It's, it's called Rooks in the Castle. And it's a song I wrote in Ireland the very first time I was in Ireland. And... Uh, the thing I found right away in Ireland was uh, was just the language, just listening to Irish people talk alone. Not only is the accent charming, but it's wicked, wicked, uh, wickedly humor, humorous and poetic. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 it took me some years to figure it out, but in the Irish language, in Celtic, you know, they call it Irish, but Gaelic, uh, it's a very poetic language. Like, like you know, we we'll call a flower fuchsia, or something like that. And and in Irish, it's Jordia, which means tears of God. Oh, everything wow. everything is poetic in their language. So so they they that part, even though they speak English now, uh, 
that part of their culture is still there. So they're very poetic when they talk. And so when I go over there, uh, I wax a lot more poetic. Sure, <laughs> I bet you do. It could be the Guinness. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that very first time I was over there, I was there like a month. And so I just would work a couple of days and I'd, then I'd have a couple of days off. And it was a real nice mix. And, and uh, so I ended up out in the middle of, a, I think it was County Tipperary in a little town called Tullamore. And I was there and uh, uh, decided I was going to go for a long walk. And I asked uh, some of the locals there a good place to go for a hike. And they kind of pointed me out here and there. And, and, uh, and so I had a great hike. And I came back with a song. And one of the things that, uh, what's the word, still uh, I don't know, draws me is the right word. but Attracts you. Uh, yeah, attracts me, I guess, or still amazes me. Is right. What it is, after going over for like tw- 12 years, is the contrast of old and new. Mm-hmm. There's just this thing over there. It's like, you know, like you guys here in Virginia, you have a pretty rich American history with w- Williamsburg and, you know, and stuff like that that you have in Jamestown and stuff that, that's old, according to America. But when you go to Ireland, it's like you go to Ireland, it's like we all, ha- it's like you're going through an hourglass. And so we have our little bit of history up here, but then we go into this other thing that's really deep and goes way, way, way back. And you feel it, and you see it. You see things in old in the pastures. You see old abbeys and tower houses and castles that are hundreds and hundreds and so- sometimes thousands of years old. And every every town has little cobblestone bridges. And on the other hand, there's also it's a very modern it's a very modern you know place. I mean, when I first went, I remember walking around the streets of Dublin, and there was there was Dell, big Dell buildings and Intel. And, you know, and everybody, long before we texted, everybody in Ireland texted. So you'd be walking across one of those little cobblestone bridges that's 2,000 years old and might be 10 kids on, the, on there just <laughs> going at it with the text, you know. And uh, so that contrast of old and new got me. So this one particular day when I went out uh, for a walk, I came back with this song, and it's called Rooks in the Castle, but it's not... A rook, like a chess piece rook, it's a bird. They have a big, oh, okay. they have a big bird over there. And I usually need to explain this, uh, but uh, and uh, so that's what comes from rooks in the castle. Great. Here's John Smith here on Hunter at Sunrise. As I was out uh, walking early this morning along the locks of. I came upon a pasture green In the ruins of ancient lords So I hopped the fence to look within To imagine what life must have been Then I shouted out till it echoed loud And the residents, they all took off flying Oh, now there's rooks in the castle change in the air the wind and the rain no they don't really care towers will crumble and crowns will fall the crows and the ravens will nest in these walls and the doors will rot and the hinges rust ashes to ashes and dust to dust nothing lasts forever except maybe a Now there's rooks in the castle, change in the air. 
while the wrecking ball swings at the center of town, trading the old for the new. But as sure as the night gives way to the dawn, all of this will surely pass too. And if castles can fall to the wind and the rain, why hold on so tight? Are we that much afraid to loosen our grip and let go of the reins to set the horses all free and trust they know the way? Now there's rooks in the castle, change in the air. Oh, but what of this life? The one with my name etched on a tombstone that waits for my grave. Here lies a man who wasn't afraid to raise up his sails to the winds of change. Hey, yeah. oh, and the doors will rot and the hinges rust. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. Nothing lasts forever except maybe a prayer. Now there's rooks in the castle and change in the air. Change in the air. Rooks in the castle change everywhere. in the castle and change every way mm-hmm. yeah yes John Smith here on Hunter at Sunrise beautiful song thank you yeah so it's a little more like I say it's a little more poetic in, uh, th- than some of my songs, but uh, uh, but I said what I I said what I wanted to say. <laughs> it was really fun too, and uh, I know you probably have a very diverse political audience here. And uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> I wrote that song. W was was the president then, and, uh, <laughs> so I, I had a gig in the little town of Middleton in County Cork, a beautiful little town, and uh, this really quaint gorgeous little pub called the listening play, uh-huh. listening room and uh so i had the gig there and it was just they had a small little stage and these little lights and little stool you sat on and all the audience was in these little tables with their big glasses of goodness <laughs> i was sitting there and and uh i wrote that song the first trip and that and so towards the end i felt like okay i'm gonna sing this in ireland see how it flies over here and uh of course the song went over huge over there, because anything that's that poetic, they're just they're with you every word. And uh, I got done with the song, and there's a guy sitting there right in the front, and he says, "John," he said, "I thought you said crooks in the White House." That's what I <laughs> so they have a very quick, quick sense of humor. Very, very, very fun. And uh, uh, so yeah, it's it, the Ireland thing has just become. And most of my Irish. Heritage is my mom's side's all Irish, my dad's half. So, uh, okay. you know, six of my eight great grandparents all come from Ireland. So I always knew I might like it uh, yeah. just from that aspect alone. Uh, and, and maybe, you know, I don't know if that, I think I would dig it totally anyway, even yeah. if I didn't have that. But it does kind of make me think, you know, geez, you know. 
Well, besides being a songwriter and a performer, I see also you do workshops for people. You I do. I've really, I've gotten really into that. That's really become a, a really uh, something that really feeds me. It's like anything, you know, when you teach something, you you get you get it back. I'm mean, same thing with a gig. You sit mm -hmm. up and you give your songs, and audience gives you back. You know, they, they, it's 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 moving them or something. You feel it, and it's just it's a very great thing. And same thing with teaching. Uh, like this year, I this fall already, I taught. Uh, there's a week out in Sisters, Oregon. They have a great festival out there called Sisters Folk Festival. And the week before that, they have a camp. And uh, mm -hmm. and that one is designed where there's about six or seven teachers. There was Mary Gaucher and myself and Willie Porter and, and uh, Anais Mitchell and uh, all kinds of Matt, the electrician. Check him out. He's fantastic. He was a lot of, <laughs> lot I think of, I have heard of him. Yeah, he's great. Anyway, uh, so... I, l I love that format, and then something I've been doing the last eight years, which is really juicy for me, is uh, a place called the Esalen Institute. It's in yeah, big, I saw big that. Sur. It's out in Big Sur. It's just gorgeous. It's very, very gorgeous. But it's just it's a beautiful place that native the native folks have lived forever at, and uh, it's got these beautiful hot springs, and so there's hot tubs that are nice. And but uh, it's a week long thing that I teach, and I'm the only teacher. So it's me and I have 20 students. And the thing that's great about it is when you go to a lot of songwriting workshops, there's no time to write songs. Mm -hmm. they're, just, they're just giving you lots of stuff and lots of people's opinions and, and, uh, and their process. And it's all good. It's all really good. And it, it, it does really inspire you. But, but I like to do a thing where people write. So like this last one, um, they wrote four songs during the week. I mean, a lot of people don't write four songs in a year. Yeah, and so I like get out the whip, and, uh, and and but it's really fun. I give song assignments. I give song assignments. Like I give one to write a song about a journey. Yeah. yeah. Well, say I'm an up and coming mm -hmm. songwriter. What would you say is the most important thing I need to remember in writing a song? To find your writer's voice and be patient with it, because it will take it'll take a while. I love uh, one of the days I was there at the at the song camp. Mary Gaucher was giving a talk, and I had that hour off. So I thought, I'm going in there because I think Mary's a great songwriter. So I went in there, and that was kind of what she, one of the pieces of advice she was given was that it took her um, about 25 or 30 songs before. Because most writers, when we start to write, we can't help it. We, we sort of mimic and, uh, people that we love. You know, anybody that we love, I mean... People we grew up with. Yeah, like, like, Mary, like Mary, for example, if you listen to early Mary Gaucher stuff, very influenced by John Prine and, John, and uh, Bob Dylan and mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. And those first songs, and they're great songs, but it wasn't until she really, like for her, uh, you know, she... And it's usually something about telling your truth, too. Because, I mean, songwriters really feel, I think, at some core level feel like we have to do this. We can play around with it all we want. We can toy around with it. We can be serious about it, but we have to do it. Mm. And, and it's kind of like songwriters are like the truth tellers. They tell their story. They tell their truth, like Woody Guthrie and, and people. And, and it's like, you know, you can't always count on your neighbor to tell you the truth. You can't always count on your family, where you come from. And, it's and, like uh, being true to yourself. Yeah, and so, you know, like, and like it just in history... You know, I'd, I'd rather hear the history through the ears and eyes of artists. 
of painters and of poets and stuff like that. Because they're, first of all, not only, you know, are they, you know, really telling their own truth, but it has, it has like, I don't want to say divine, it's not like too woo woo, but the muse. Art comes from another place, and that people that are receptive, that that's where great stuff comes from, and I want my truth to come from there. And so, so I don't know if I'm dancing around your question. No, no, you exactly. actually have answered it very well. Yeah, yeah. So find, but finding your voice, and it takes a while to think you're just right away going to get it, but you know it when you hit it. Right. You know, you, all of a sudden your bar, your bar, becomes higher. Yeah. You know, and uh, like you know. Say somebody like John Prine or Dylan, we don't know how many songs Dylan wrote before he wrote Blown in the Wind, but I bet you if he, if he were sitting right here right now and I asked him that, he'd probably say, man, when I wrote Blown in the Wind, I, I, knew, I knew that it came from something and, and, and I rang the bell and right. it wasn't going to fall. You know what I mean? All of a sudden his standard, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but you know, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. But to find your writer's voice and to just be curious about it and catch the muse whenever it comes because it doesn't come 24-7. As a matter of fact, it's like the opposite. Sometimes yeah. a month goes by and you get 30 seconds. You get five minutes right. this month, and that's it. And then, So then you, you snatch it and you write it down and you capture it, and then you go do the work. So you've been writing songs for years. You know the craft. You know how to write a verse or a chorus, you know. Yeah. All the little things that have, have ever been written in a song are can be in your toolbox. Right. Yeah. We're talking with John Smith here on Hunter at Sunrise. I think we have time for just one more short song, if you, you don't okay. mind. Yeah. Uh, speaking of finding your voice, this was a song when Mary was uh, telling that whole, her story about that. Right away, I knew, for me, I was like, I know the song. That for me, when I found my writer's voice, was this song. John Smith on Unheard Sunrise. And I wrote this song really late one night, coming home uh, from a nursing home in Iowa, where I grew up. And I live in Wisconsin now. It's called From His Window. He stands beside the window. He watches cars go by He waves at everybody He's just a friendly guy He doesn't know what day it is He doesn't talk much anymore Sometimes he cries when he means to laugh The doctors say he can tell that And I come to visit I take him out on drives And he wants to go home with me Every time But the nurses come to take him Back to his room that's waiting And I fight to keep my tears inside From his window He waves goodbye Where have the years all gone to? It seems like only yesterday We used to dance upon his shoes Back on Sunday afternoons He was a mountain standing tall 
Doing his best to raise us all We always had enough to eat He worked two jobs to make ends meet But now it seems He can't remember that And it's hard for the rest of us To understand But when I come to visit He knows my name and he says And I fight to keep my tears inside From his window He waves goodbye my name and he says and it makes me glad I made the drive from his window he waves goodbye from his window he waves goodbye Hunter at Sunrise. Your dad sounds like a very special person. Yeah, he was. I mean, I don't know if he was any more special than anybody else's dad, really. Uh, but that song, I, I came home. My dad, it's about him and Alzheimer's and being in a nursing home. And, uh, and so he had this tradition, my dad did, of uh, as, as my family, as we all moved on and left home or anytime you'd come back and visit when you left my dad would either be if it was nice he was standing out outside until you couldn't see him anymore waving or he'd do it in the window if it was in the winter until you couldn't see him anymore and so then he as much he lost everything else i mean he you know but you would leave and if you looked back there he'd be in that window or out at the front door it was just like and so that image just really you know tugs at me and that particular day you know, with Alzheimer's, it's a long, slow yeah. thing. And so, uh, and most of the time when I'd be with my dad, uh, I was I was good with it. I would just be in the moment. This is how he is now. He shuffles around, and and uh, but he tells you he loves you a lot more than he used to. Stuff like that, you know, because he, he got all soft and nice in a way. Yeah. Uh, but then there were days when you'd go, this sucks. This yeah. sucks. Today it sucks. I want my dad. I want. I don't, yeah. I don't like this today. And so that particular day it sucked. And I went home, and I got home like at midnight or something, and everybody was in bed at my house. And I just went in the kitchen, I closed the door, and that song just kind of fell out. And uh, and then in the morning, I, I got up, and my wife and kids were all went off to school, and I played it a minute again. I thought, God, this is weird. This song doesn't have a chorus. And I sort of thought to myself, well, this song was for me. I wrote this song for me only, and I, I don't know if I would ever sing this to people. I don't know if anybody would even get it. Right. So then my wife came home at noon, and she, uh, and she said, uh, no, I said, honey, I, I wrote this thing last night, and, uh, you know, let me play it for you. So she was sitting there having her lunch, and, oh, my God, she's sitting there crying, <laughs> trying yeah. to eat lunch, and I was like, God, I don't, said, what do you think? She said, oh, my God. And my sisters were coming up that weekend. I have, I have a lot of sisters. Two of them were coming up that weekend, and she said, 
are you going to sing that for your sisters? And I went, oh, God, no. I could never sing that for them, you know. And uh, so then I had a gig Friday night, and they were coming Saturday. And they surprised me and showed up at the gig Friday night. They came early, and they came to the gig. And they were sitting, like, back there. But because they were at a gig in a public place, I thought, I'm going to sing that song for them. I can't do it. I know I couldn't do it. It's too personal. But if I did it in a crowd, there's a professional side yeah, that you learn. kind of takes over. You have to serve the song. Right. You know? And so I didn't look at them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I did that song for the first night in public there, and it was powerful. And I, the lesson I learned from writing the song and playing it that night in public was that, you know, our deepest hurt and wounds is a, is a blessing. I mean, it can be something that you share, and the more detailed you are, like you think, I think a song like that's too detailed, nobody's dad is exactly all those things. And I don't even say it's my dad in the song, but everybody relates to it because it, because it's so detailed, it becomes very universal. Yeah. And I learned a lot of lessons from that song. So that, yeah. that was the song for me that I started to say, wow, I think I'm getting this writer thing. I'm starting to get it. Yeah. I'm starting to get it, you know. Well, John Smith, thank you for being on our show today. And um, once again, his uh, most recent album, Gravity of Grace. And you can pick it up anywhere, I, I would assume, right? Well, really mostly online. Go to John Smith Music. Dot com. I mean, you can get it at iTunes and all that, but you right. can, but if you go through iTunes at johnsmith.music, I make it a little bit more, so go to johnsmithmusic.com, please. <laughs> thanks so much for being on the show today, and thanks to Kelly Murphy for letting us do this in her uh, in her home before yeah. uh, a house concert here, and thanks to Jim Palacio for doing yeah, Jim, the sound you. here for the and, and audience, give yourself today. a hand. Thank yes. you for and the audience has been having your presence here. It's nice. Been it's especially nice. good here today. Thank you so much. And uh, that's going to do it for me. My name is Hunter Hughes. Thanks a lot for listening. Don't forget, our show is on demand at um, Hunter at Sunrise.com and WHRV.org starting at 1130 this morning. You should be able to listen to it anytime, day or night. And also, we are offering podcasts of a lot of our interviews that we're doing here on the show. So maybe you can download those and listen to them at your, at, at your leisure. So you guys have a good day. You've been listening to Hunter at Sunrise here on 89.5 WHRV HD3 Alt Radio Norfolk, Virginia and HunterAtSunrise.com.